Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to my hungry athletes worldwide. I am your coach, Chaz. Follow me on Instagram at C-O-A-C-H-C-H-A-Z-Z. I'm in your room. I'm in your car. We on the bus. We walking toward our future. We are on our way to work towards our future. Here we are, day by day, working to become better athletes and students of life. Let's get to business. I want to greet all my returning hungry athletes. Thank you for your continuous support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following the Instagram at Coach Chaz at C O A C H C H A Z Z. I also want to thank you if you're a new listener. Thank you for you know choosing my podcast to listen to, choosing me for being the voice that's going to be in your head for a little while if you don't complete your goals. I just want to thank you for taking that time to just click, because that's all it is, really. So, I just want to let y'all know, this is season two of the Hungry Athlete Podcast. I'm done talking about how to become a hungry athlete. I'm done talking about, you know, the, the steps to becoming a hungry athlete. We are now hungry athletes, and we understand what it takes and what we must do to become a hungry athlete. And just to go back on that really quick, I want you guys to understand to be become a hungry athlete. The keys to becoming a hungry athlete is you need purpose. One, first and foremost, you need purpose. You, um, you have to have inspirations and rivals around you. So you have to have examples and people who are doing the same craft um, around you. You want to be able to develop a healthy team culture because we are, you know, people at the end of the day, we are social creatures and we need a team. Um, four, to always do your best. And five, to treat your body right. And that comes in many different ways, whether in through, through self-care, through teaching yourself to be around the right people. That's many things. Just like I said, we're done with becoming a hungry athlete. We are now hungry athletes. This is a new season in our lives. It's 2020. It's February 3rd as I'm recording this. It is Black History Month. Happy Black History Month, people. Happy Black History Month to all the historians, all the people who have paved the way. Everybody who can say I'm blackity black, 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 blacker than black, you know. Shout out to all those people. Not dissing anybody who isn't, but let us have this month just to celebrate our people and just to celebrate what has been done because not enough of the time of the year is spent celebrating it. But let me get back into what this podcast is about, what this episode is about. This episode is about the law of compounding. Now, that might sound really big. That might sound like a topic where you don't really understand. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to save you five seconds. I'm going to read you the Google definition of the law of compound interest. So compound interest is the addition of interest to the principal sum of a loan or deposit. Think about that word, a loan or deposit, or in other words, interest or interest. It is the result of reinvesting interest. So think about that again, reinvesting interest rather than paying it out so that the interest in the next period is then earned on the principal sum plus 
previously accumulated interest. Now, you might be like, Chaz, you might have to slow down, or Chaz, I have to rewind that. Don't worry about all that, because I'm going to go into the nitty-gritty of understanding compound interest, understanding compound. Now, if you're a business major or you work in finance, um, you probably understand these terms, and you probably understand what it's about. But what I want you to understand is that compounding doesn't only have to do with money. Compounding can do with any section of your life. Um, and when I say this, I mean this in the best of interest. So I, when I was younger, I am still a piano player, um, but I used to practice playing piano much more often. And what ended up happening as I grew up in my, um, as I was getting more lessons and as I was spending more time on the piano, I began to mo know more songs. But those songs became, started with one note. Every song begins with one note, one chord. It, it starts with one. So once I put that one together, say I press that one C key with my index finger. If I keep on pressing the C key with my index finger, I'm going to know this index, this, this key fairly well. I'm going to know what the key sounds like. I'm going to know what the key feels like. I'm going to know what the key, where the key is in relation to um, the D and the B key or the B sharp key. Um, all these things matter. So think about if I make a song, it goes C, D, E. So if I keep on repeating that, C, D, E, C, D, E, C, D, E, then I have a song. Or if you're in hip hop or if you're in um, rap, the more you repeat a song, the better that you know it. And the reason I bring this up is because everything that we do is a song. Everything that we do is a rhythm. And if you get these keys and string them together and practice them, you have a song. You have a song that you can repeat. You have a song that you can understand. You have a song that you can convey to other people and that you can show to other people. So when you compound in music, you're just stacking notes on top of notes, on top of notes, on top of rhythm, on top of crescendos and decrescendos so that you can convey a song to other people, so that you can show other people what how you're communicating and what you know on that piano. And this is just a simple way of explaining the compounding. Now, when it gets down to language, when a baby learns a language, they're, they're just piecing together everything that people are saying to them. They're hearing all this gibberish around them, whether it's on the TV, whether it's in the daycare that they're in, whether it's at home. They're just trying to string together all these different things that are happening in their life and they're creating language with it. That's why when you don't talk to a baby, they don't talk. They don't understand. It's because you're not helping them compound in their brains. So say, for example, me. I'm trying to learn Spanish on Duolingo. The best way for me to learn is for me to repeat. If I need to repeat Corazon 10,000 times to understand that a Corazon is a heart, if I have to hear Corazon, Corazon, let me say it right for my Hispanic listeners out there, to understand that a heart is here in my body and not outside there, I have to do that. But when we compound in a language, we stack the experiences, whether it's 
you 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 hear somebody who is talking about that corazon and a heart, or you hear in their in their song, or you hear somebody talking about corazon in the medical field. You put these, you place these things together in your mind, so that you have a greater understanding, so that you have a bit greater grasp upon the foreign language. And this same thing goes with book knowledge. So if I were to read a book in terms of finance, I, one book on finance is not going to change your life. I'm, I'm sorry, you getting rich dad, poor dad is not going to make you rich. I'm very sorry to break your bubble. You have to keep on compounding that knowledge and finding better scenarios, finding different scenarios for these things to go on in your life or for you to apply these things in your life. So if I read about investing one time, I'm not going to have a great concept about what investing is. But if I were to follow somebody on Instagram who is an investor and I see daily knowledge about, oh, I can invest in real estate. Oh, I can invest in stocks or, oh, I can invest in shoes. Then I'm going to understand and have a greater grasp upon what needs to happen so that I can invest myself. And I don't think I don't think this needs any more explanation, but when you compound on your muscles, you're able to move more muscle more mass around. You're able to either have more flexi- flexibility or you're able to swim more yardage or run more in your in your daily life. It's all about compounding. So, once you understand number 1, understand compounding then it makes it much easier in your life for you to understand, okay, what can I compound on in my life so that I'm making a good future for myself or I'm making the future that I desire. So number two, you have to subtract bad habits that you're compounding on accident. So when it gets down to it in our lives, sometimes people, they will go home and They'll just play Call of Duty. And no, no, um, I'm not trying to shoot down anybody that plays Call of Duty as soon as they get home, but you're compounding on that skill. And yes, you're really amazing at compounding. I mean, yes, you're really amazing at, you know, 360 quickscoping, but I read a quote when I was younger that said, just because you do something really good doesn't mean it's important. And I'm sorry to tell you, but you be in that lobby, quickscoping dudes or quickscoping 12 year olds from Iowa isn't really going to help you out in life. So make sure you subtract those skills, not subtract those skills, but subtract those bad habits that are that are taken away from your life. Some people, they may masturbate every time they come home. And this might be a touchy topic for some people, but it's just real. If you keep on compounding you masturbating or you, um, say, even having sex with different partners or the same partner, that's you compounding on something that isn't really giving you the best benefit of your life because sexual desire isn't going to give you everything that you need in your life. You getting skills that you need is what you need in your life. You working towards a goal is going to get you what you need in your life. You helping out your kids, helping out the youth. That's what really matters. So spend better time 
doing what you need to do before you do what you want to do. That's one of the greatest quotes I heard from one of my mentors, Jonathan Gates, back when I was, uh, you know, just a young kid, probably seven years old. And just like I said, if we compound on the bad things such as social media, yeah, I'm going to say it. If we compound on social media, and if this applies to you, don't take it personally because I'm just speaking into a microphone in my room. You can find yourself compounding in other people's drama, depreciating on your own skills, such as piano. You know, I haven't played piano in a long time, but I spend a couple hours a day on social media. I know I can spend at least 30 minutes a day on my piano. Shoot, I might do that today. And also, you're creating more worries in your head because of the surplus of information that is going on. So now we get to number three. And this is just going to be the shortest point. Choose what you compound. Choose what you're interested in. Choose what you do in your daily life. Don't become a slave of an unpredictable, of a of an unproductive schedule. And I'm gonna say that one more time. Don't become a slave of an unproductive schedule. And when I say unproductive, I mean in terms of your life. If you have a desk job, nine to five, and you know you're going to be tired when you get home. Maybe you need to work out in the, in, in the beginning of the day. Maybe you need to work out at night and stop complaining. But do whatever it takes so that you're compounding on your interests. You're compounding on the skills that you want, the skills that you need. And make sure that you compound in just what you want to do. If you want to become a real estate agent, Get as many real estate books as you can get. Learn the bad. Learn the good. If you want to be a better historian, you know, look up old biographies. Look up biographies of the same person and see the different points. See the different things that other people have missed. When it gets down to it, it's just about what you want to see for yourself. And if you want to become a master of a topic, you're going to have to know all that topic. So... Just do what you need so that you can learn and so that you can make the best for yourself and your kids for when they come. I'm so very thankful for everybody that takes a listen to this. Um, Whatever you do, make sure that you compound in your life. And I'm going to go back to the, the points. The three points that I had today are, one, understand what you're compounding and understand... <laughs> My apologies. Number one, understand what you're compounding. Two, subtract the bad habits that you're compounding. And three, choose what you compound. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode or the whole podcast, if you haven't already, leave a review, subscribe to the channel. This helps other people find the podcast so that they can take away some value in their lives also. Once again, follow me on Instagram at C-O-A-C-H-C-H-A-Z-Z. Stay hungry, stay blessed, and stay positive. Peace.